Before we continue with the show, a quick word from today's episode partner, UBS. Do you want to grow with your business? Then the UBS Growth Talks may be for you. You will get support from peers and experts in order to take that next big step towards success. And the best thing, it's free of charge. For more information, go to ubs.com forward slash growth dash talks. There's so many things to consider. You need to think about liquidity, proper liquidity plan for, for that, that rundown. You need to think about the various creditors you need to serve. Uh, you need to pay taxes. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Fabian, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thanks very much. Thanks for inviting me. I'm very glad to be here, Sylvan. You're the head of special segments, credit and recovery solutions at UBS. And today we're going to talk about the liquidation of a company. So first things first, what are some common misconceptions that people have about liquidating a company? Great question to start with. Get the topic right. No, I have three, three things I think uh, which are misconceptions. The one thing is, is it's a... Uh, it's a bad thing. It's a failure, perceived as failure. Second thing, often people think it's kind of an insolvency proceeding. And I think third thing, uh, which is important, is it's not considered as a viable option. And uh, we, we're going to dive into the questions further, I guess. So, uh, But uh, one thing I want to get right is we have a lot of uh, liquidations, kind of voluntary liquidations, which people are probably not aware of, uh, and they may make very much uh, sense uh, to to be pursued to to be pursued right. Mm -hmm. So what does that actually mean? Liquidation. What does the term mean in the business context? <laughs> yeah, good thing. Uh, let let me let me start with uh, with liquidation. There are probably two broadly speaking two different liquidations. Right. The one is, and I've tried to kind of allude a little bit to that, is is a private or self initiated liquidation, mm -hmm. and the other other element is more kind of a forced liquidation under an insolvency proceeding. And uh, I think it's it's important to uh, to distinguish between the two, in particular in terms of value uh, preservation. There are material differences. And let me just briefly illustrate it by taking a simple example. Uh, for example, uh, uh, the life of a car as mm -hmm. kind of an, and don't get me wrong, uh, don't take the life of a car as an illustration of the life of a company, but just to simplify. So uh, li uh, the liquidation and the outcomes. So if you uh, think about the life of a car, at the end, if the, the car uh, uh, gets to the end of its life, uh, mm -hmm. you have different options, right? You're either going to sell the car in its entirety to for different purpose, different use, uh, different person, uh, 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 different firm in the end, right? Uh, if you make the uh, illustration to the, to, the, to the liquidation of a company. The second thing is uh, you could uh, break it apart different mm -hmm. parts you could sell the different parts for different uh, different uses like in a from a company perspective if you take the same alternative uh, the, the same analogy it's uh, you may uh, sell uh, your patents for example you mm -hmm. may sell uh, your inventory uh, so you may, may break it apart and the most value destructive uh, uh, alternative is probably just uh, scrap it so right. if you kind of make the analogy to uh, to the, to the company, right? You, you probably get the different outcomes of a liquidation. 
I also want to deep dive a bit there, the two options that you mentioned. Sure. The first one, the voluntary liquidation, when does that actually make sense? When would you choose that option as a company or as a management team? Uh, very good question. I think uh, there are uh, a number of reasons that may make sense. If you think about the business model becoming uh, obsolete or mm -hmm. no longer valid, right? If you think, uh, let, let's take an, a, a kind of example. It's always the best thing to understand it. Uh, if you are a producer of a heating air system, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or an oil-fired heating system, sorry, to, to, to be very precise. Uh, in Switzerland, to be even more precise, right? So with the newest regulation or the latest regulation around becoming a, a economically friendly uh, CO2 emission, uh, emission cuts, uh, uh, so this is no longer possible, right? So mm -hmm. your business model has materially changed. You may be able to service uh, these uh, heating systems for quite some time because you can't just uh, get rid of them, right? But it's no longer allowed in Switzerland uh, to put a new... Uh, oil uh, oil based fire heating system uh, into place right so uh, this is something where you could think about liquidating your company mm -hmm. meaning like you are you you're part of the business that is related to the ma machine is probably no longer viable so you may be able to still sell these machines may maybe to a different country where it's still permitted right mm -hmm. Uh, or uh, uh, it's just no longer possible. And there's still a continuing business, the service business, which you may continue for some time. So you need to plan to kind of downsize and orderly liquidate your your company in the end, right? This yeah. is, for me, for example, an, uh, a very valid example where the business model is not anymore valid. Uh, you need to think about building a different model, but uh, that's certainly one, one element. Yeah, that's and a great another, example. Another reason could be that you... Uh, that you are looking for a successor and you're not able to find one because I don't know, for whatever oh, okay. reason, uh, there's, there's the only option there is to kind of value preserve, just orderly run down your company. So mm -hmm. the same thing as I explained before, but just a different reason you don't find a successor. Yeah, yeah two very good examples. Thank you for, for sharing those. Thank you. Then the second option you mentioned is basically the legal obligation where you say, hey, maybe I don't want to, but yeah. I have to yeah. shut down and liquidate yeah. the company. Yeah. What happens there? Yeah, that, that, is, that is a more formal, uh, I, I'd say, formal process, right? Typically, it's, uh, it's enforced, right, by, by a creditor, for example. You're not, a, not, not only anymore able to serve your debt, so mm -hmm. uh, it's enforced, the creditor enforces it. And then it's, it's I don't want to go too deep into the insolvency proceeding, but then you're basically driven by a third party, by an insolvency uh, uh, or by an insolvency administrator in the mm -hmm. end, right? Who is kind of controlling the process, making sure that, uh, that, uh, that, that there's an orderly liquidation, that, that parties are, are paid according to uh, legal, uh, uh, legal obligations or law. Uh, this is kind of, uh, and, and from a value uh, uh, preservation, preservation perspective, uh, you, you, it, it's certainly not the best, not the best outcome. It's also, you need to, how you say, you need to disclose and make public, or it becomes public. And you can imagine if somebody knows that you're in financial trouble, your assets are going to be uh, valued much, uh, much lower, right? In mm -hmm. the end. So your outcome is going to be much weaker. So there's most likely that you're going to destroy some value, right? Absolutely. I would say so. Whenever you, and I think we're going to get into that uh, into process, 
But whenever you are able to kind of plan and orderly uh, and and for an orderly orderly liquidation, and there are some mm-hmm. prerequisites, uh, we're probably gonna get to that. Uh, uh, you should you should go for for an orderly liquidation when you have the possibility to do so. Of course, that's not always the case, but if you have a, an option to choose from, that's Absolute. the way to go. Absolutely, yeah. So please walk us through that process. How does the orderly liquidation process look like? Sure. Uh, I would I would break it again into probably two parts. There's a more formal part and a more mm-hmm. informal part. And I think we've talked a bit about more informal part. So whenever you, uh, whenever there are sufficient assets to cover your liabilities, basically, or the creditor claims, uh, I think you can, you can, you can. However, you want to liquidate, you can liquidate, right? You can do that uh, step by step. Uh, it depends that uh, it obviously depends that you have the liquid the liquidity uh, uh, to do it uh, uh, and to take your time. Mm-hmm. But you you can you can uh, you are pretty free in that. There's a certain uh, I would say uh, um, I say element or you you're crossing a certain probably uh, milestone uh, mm-hmm. when you need to get more formal, uh, which means like, and there are se- seven steps, uh, to broadly speaking. So you have, uh, you, there needs to be a general assembly that decides on the liquidation or dissolvement of the company in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you need a two-third majority uh, on that. That's probably not the big the big topic. Uh, you should be aligned at that point in time. Right? <laughs> uh, then it needs to be registered, an entry in the in the commercial register. Mm-hmm. Then it gets public, so there's a disclosure, and you get basically the entry in liquidation. So mm-hmm. your company is in liquidation, which again means you need to think about when is the right time to do that. So then uh, there's some certain legal requirements we need to consider. So you, you can't do it too late mm-hmm. because there's some liability involved, uh, in particular from the board of directors. Uh, you need to make sure that that if you in particular kind of liquidate the majority or the significant part of your business i think that at that point in time it, that's probably the latest stage where you need to do uh, that formal step so so that there's there's this disclosure and we, we touched on it there's there might be some impact on the pre- pre- value pre- reservation so mm-hmm. you you probably want to not too early disclose that or if you do so you need to very clearly communicate also your rundown process not to right not to shy away your basically your clients right or yeah. Yeah, uh, and and after af- after that is is a uh, it, it gets it gets again uh, it gets more uh, operational. You need to liquidate the assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, timeline is very different depending on your business, right? Uh, what assets you have to to liquidate in the end. Uh, once you've liquidated the assets, you uh, need to repay your creditors. If there's anything left, hopefully there is. If you do it properly, uh, you could distribute the rest to your shareholders, oh, basically, or mm-hmm. the rest is left to the, the residual value is left to the shareholders. And you may have agreements, we, we probably touch on that as well, uh, among the shareholders, yeah, how you're going to distribute that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and in the end, the company gets deleted in the commercial matches. So this is kind of the formal steps, very formal, but I think the informal part is even more important than the formal part. I'm not, not saying informal is less important, but it's it's the right planning and at the right time kind of initiating the process is, is crucial. Yeah, it, it's really astonishing from my perspective because it's also so much about communication and Absolutely. the right timing, yeah. something that you would not necessarily think about by just looking at that topic from the outside. And Ab- that's absolute, super cool. Absolutely, absolutely. And you touch on it in, with the first question, right? It's it's 
there's this misperception that liquidation is kind of a bad thing and it's mm. always about I say failure it's always about uh, a kind of insolvency it's not right it's it's yeah. a very valid option for certain cases for certain certain uh, yeah for certain cases yeah that's also the art of hey the business model does not work anymore or my exactly. business plan didn't work out exactly so I'm shutting down in style so to speak uh, instead absolutely. of going insolvent uh, absolutely and it can it can even involve a, a sale in the end right so True, yeah you you may think in an in an upside scenario you think about uh, I don't know a sale to a to a big investor mm-hmm. maybe potentially even an IPO that's that's probably too early but uh, that's the upside sure. if you think about the downside yeah you may think like this uh, business option or this business model is not viable for that purpose but it may be viable for another purpose uh, of course uh, but I need a different uh, a different uh, in the end a different company uh, who executes on that so mm-hmm. you're gonna sell part of it. And in particular, if you're not able to serve all the debt, you may need to find a way through a liquidation process yeah. where you bring your creditors on board and find a common agreement. Exactly. Now, you mentioned those seven steps. Who is actually involved there? Of course, you as the company's executive yeah. team, the, the board that you also yeah. mentioned, the General Assembly. Yeah. But is there any external help that yeah. you should get or that you have to get? Very good point, right? That uh, I think you mentioned the parties that definitely are involved. So in the end, the strategy and this kind of uh, decisions are at the board level, right? And mm-hmm. execution is on the management level or the founders level in yeah. the end, uh, and they closely interact. Uh, and and but the the important element is I think nobody. Uh, you may have experts uh, in the board. But certainly, I would assume there's much less experience on the founder side or on the, on the management team, mostly. So I think it's good advice to get external uh, external advice uh, at that point in time. There are so many things to consider. You need to think about liquidity, proper liquidity plan for for that that rundown. You need to think about the various creditors you need to serve. Uh, you need to pay taxes. You need to pay all not very high funny things, but you need to consider them. And also, you need to make sure that you don't uh, take wrong decisions, which in the end could could have implications, in particular on the board who is liable. If there's, for example, uh, misuse or mis, uh, misuse of funds, right? If you mm-hmm. sell, if you dispose of your assets and then you basically uh, get that money to just one creditor, uh, and in the end it turns out that there's not much, not sufficiently, not, not sufficient proceeds left to pay the other creditors back as well, you may run into big problems in the end, right? Yeah. And where do you actually find that support? Who can help you with that? I I think you get a lot of support, maybe on the uh, I, I say on uh, more uh, on on the, the banking community side, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, specific teams, like uh, we are talking today, right? We are used to that. Like I wouldn't say more, uh, well, I would would say on a daily basis, but we're not just dealing with liquidations. Mm-hmm. We're just also we also uh, accompanying uh, corporates in a difficult situation in the end, and our goal is always to turn it around together with the founder or just. It's not we turning around, but we kind of helping to giving the necessary support, not only advice, but there are specific advisors uh, there uh, who deal with companies in in, in the distressed environment in the end, right? So, and lawyers, uh, you you, you may need tax advice, you may need legal advice, 
you may need a more kind of uh, corporate advice, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so there, there are a number of uh, advice. I think just make sure that uh, don't shy away from getting uh, getting support. I think that's crucial. Fully agree. Now you also mentioned that the the assets, the proceeds are distributed. Yeah. So what actually determines how they are distributed? Because in the end, everybody wants yeah. a piece of the cake. How do you distribute that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very valid question. Look, it's, uh, to the extent you are, all the credit, the claims are covered, right? You're pretty free mm-hmm. how to distribute in the end, right? Uh, I think that's not the scenario that probably creates a lot of headache in the end. Often it's uh, getting probably a bit tighter. Uh, uh, you the, the the fight for distribution uh, starts, right? But it's if it's if not all creditors are covered, there's a pretty clear kind of uh, structure and ranking according to law, according to 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 cop to in the end to cop cop law, but in particular insolvency law, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, you may find an outside uh, agreement with creditors, for example, to give you some, uh, forgive you some debt, right? Mm-hmm. In order to allow for an orderly liquidation. Yep. Uh, but you also, uh, if that is not possible, if you don't find an agreement, you enter into an insolvency proceeding in the end, right? And then there it's pretty clear how the ranking is. Uh, it's it's uh, You have priority claims, priority uh, creditors, which is basically first and second class. And to sum it very briefly up, it's salaries to offer your mm-hmm. employees for six months and uh, social security benefits. That's pretty much it. There's something more in there, but I think uh, uh, this is the large part of it. Right. And that's also why planning is so important. Just getting back to what I said before, right? You need to plan uh, which people you need to, you're going to have on board for the liquidation process. You need to pay them. You need to think about taxes and so on. And then there's a third class, which is pretty much everything else. Mm-hmm. So, and there you need to make sure, and everything else is creditors, not shareholders at that stage, right? Shareholders is always, if anything is left after these classes, that's the residual value, it's left for the shareholders. And I think within this, even within these classes, you need to make sure if you, uh, if you kind of orderly run down the company and kind of dispose of assets, liquidate it, and, and distribute, distribute these proceeds, you need to make sure that they, you treat, even within the third class, you treat them equally. If you kind of prefer one to the other, it's again gonna create problems. So that's the that's the that's I think the ranking that that is there uh, according to law, particular mm-hmm. insolvency law, and uh, you need to you need to adhere to uh, even even if you decide even if you uh, if if you're outside of an insolvency process, right? If you don't adhere to it and there's not sufficient, uh, I'm just reiterating my message before. If right. not, not sufficient liquidity is left or proceeds to be distributed. Uh, yeah. you may face, uh, and particularly the board, may face liability. And that can be a real challenge because when you start, you might think, oh, we're good. Absolutely. But then yeah. further down the process, yeah. you realize, oh, yeah. we run into a big problem. Absolutely. I think it's planning and continuous planning and uh, and review is so important in these scenarios. And I think that's also the advice you get, I think, from from external uh, legal counsel or generally advisors. You need to be very close, uh, and as a board, you have a, a, a crucial interest in, in in having a proper planning, being being very close in this in these stages, right? Yeah. And you also mentioned the shareholders; they come last. However, if you are the founder of the company and you have maybe also investors on board, 
you're both shareholders, but there might be a, an additional agreement in place, a yeah. liquidation preference yeah. agreement. Yeah. What can you talk uh, or, or what can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, good, good question. This is this is a. Uh, I think it, it is an important element from a from a pure liquidation perspective. You could you could agree anything you want between mm-hmm. uh, between the shareholders, right? In the end, so whatever is left is going to be distributed according to either your agreement or or typically in other countries there may be different shareholder classes like preferential stocks. Uh, uh, you can agree. I think what is important, and if I take, uh, if I step back out of probably my role and perspective, more into kind of a, an investor's perspective, I think it's important that the, the founder is, is 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 driving the business in the end, right? Executing. I think he's he's certainly also uh, probably some information, uh, uh, better information. Than 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 the, than the shareholders, the outside shareholders. So I think if you and that needs to somehow reflect, I think the ranking as well between the shareholders and the founders in the end, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I would, uh, from a shareholders perspective, more I would say like it's important to have that ranking in place, which means like the shareholders are going to be before the founders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also important if you think about more signaling perspective. Uh, if I take now the view of a, of a founder, certainly I want to. I don't want to be last in line. I think I understand that, right? But if you think about, you're very much. You're probably not thinking that much about downside. You need to consider the downside. You're very much thinking about the upside, and you're also responsible for the upside, right? That's why you got investors in the end. Of course, yeah. In the downside, if you signal like if you heavily negotiating on liquidation preferences, my perspective as a shareholder would be like, okay, you're caring that much about the downside scenario. How much do you believe in the upside? That's probably a bit, I say, a bit extremely f- formulated on my side, right? But that's that's what I believe. Like it's a certain signaling effect, and and probably that's why I'm saying like it's this is more a signaling instrument uh, uh, probably kind of getting the incentive somehow right it's less less of a li- typical liquidation uh, 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 topic I would I would I would uh, I would very much look at it from a from a liquidation obviously it becomes it becomes important in a liquidation scenario but I think that's very important that's why I would I would be cautious, and I'm not. I'm not a founder, right? So don't get me wrong. I don't wanna. I wanna say what you need to do, and uh, but I think it signals uh, a certain message if you if you're heavily negotiating on a topic which is probably less relevant, and if you think it's through, is it that important in that scenario? Uh, I don't know, right? But probably I would not. probably make my point somewhere else if I would. Would be in the shoes of a of a founder, but yeah. again, I'm not a founder. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I, I think it's a very good point to reflect on, right? Like, what kind of signal am I sending to yeah. my potential investors if I negotiate heavily on e- that topic? E- exactly. Yeah. What we often see is that there's just a one x liquidation preference for investors, so they first get their money back, and afterwards it's equally distributed. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's a very fair way of of going about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. Now, you also mentioned in the intro with the first question that, you know, it, it's considered a failure if you have to liquidate your company. So if you actually have to go through that step, you know, maybe that was once your baby yeah. in terms of you had this great idea. Now it didn't work out. How do you deal with that on a psychological level? Do you have any tips on that? Yeah. Very difficult question, right? And then I haven't gone through that and that therefore it's always difficult to give advice. But 
I believe what what I and also talking to 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 colleagues who've, who've gone through uh, very difficult situations uh, uh, or at least accompanied difficult situations. Uh, my 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 perception is it's it's very important to stay as rational as possible. And this is and this is uh, I know don't get me wrong this is very difficult I know that that's your baby you've grown up with it but it's it's like with probably look at it uh, with uh, with the eyes uh, you look at any other business decision right uh, it, it's how much needs to be rational and the second advice that is very much connected to that is probably get external advice get external yeah. su- or, or advice probably get external support uh, it may be from it may be also out of the board but it may be also entirely independent right get get support and the reason for that is that person by definition most likely has a much more rational view on the topic so it's in some it's very difficult to understand right it's uh, you're very emotionally connected uh, uh, because you've grown up with it you've invested so much time you you now realize okay it's probably going the wrong direction that that's frustrating right emotionally I, I can only imagine how, uh, how how severe that is but I think it's it is important in your interest to to stay as rational as possible and exactly take the decision we've touched on earlier right if you if you need need to liquidate the company, it requires proper planning, right? It requires some sort of a rational view on how to further proceed, and uh, I think that's key, and that's the only advice I can give. It's it's very hard. It's yeah. it's difficult to give advice, and it's probably also good to not be in this alone. So yeah. you have other yeah. people around you to support you on this. Absolutely. Also from the psychological perspective, support and also challenge, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Get challenged, challenge yourself, uh, challenge uh, you, challenge, but also being challenged, right? On topics, Absolutely. on decisions, uh, and in particular in these difficult situations, I think yeah. that's key. Now, one last question in in terms of the process: When is the process actually completed? Because there is also a certain time period, right, where people, potential uh, creditors, could still come with potential claims they have. Yeah, it's uh, so. If you probably need to differentiate again uh, between two, are we talking more about the forced liquidation and insolvency proceeding, right. or are we more talking about the private or orderly liquidations? So, if you probably uh, deep uh, dive on the second route or kind of the orderly liquidation, I think once you've once you've served all claims or repaid all creditors yeah. and essentially uh, uh, distributed the residual value, it's basically uh, uh, just, and this is very frank, uh, delete the registry in uh, the, the registry uh, of your company in the commercial register, right? This is the last step in the end. Mm-hmm. And the timing to get there may, may very, very be, be very much very different, right? So it, it's a question of how long your liquidation process takes. There's a certain minimum period before you kind of can liquidate and also distribute, uh, for in particular, before you can distribute, not liquidate, I have to be precise, before you can distribute uh, 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 funds because uh, you you need to, I say, disclose uh, uh, and make public that you are going for liquidation, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a certain time period where you need to give give creditors the option to at least claim, right? Right. And and you need to re um, you need to repay them. But yeah. there's a uh, from a more form, formal perspective, the last step is if you if if you repaid every everybody basically, uh, it's a more formal aspect of then uh, deleting the firm in the registry, right? Perfect. Now, we talked about liquidating our own company, 
But something that you mentioned to me in the prep call, a very new and super interesting perspective is, hey, what if that happens to one of your key suppliers yeah. or partners? Yeah. Yeah. How can you deal with that? And how should you actually also monitor that potential threat or risk? As important as it is for uh, for the one that is actually in a position to liquidate the company, it is uh, probably uh, as important uh, as a as probably a supplier, uh, as you said, uh, to plan right and and to get information on what's the plan on the liquidation, because that may directly impact you in the end, right? You may you sure. may if you understand this is like an orderly uh, the liquidation is an orderly rundown. You have a time period, uh, the business is continuing as usual. Its implications are probably not that severe, right? In the end, you can continue as mm -hmm. you did. Uh, if if you understand that there's liquidity issues on the other side, uh, uh, there's more kind of uh, how you say uh, that the, the process needs to be accelerated. They may even run into a forced liquidation in the end. You may want to consider uh, how you want to deliver. Uh, you want to make a change to the payment terms. You may even uh, ask for payment before delivery. So advance payment, right? Mm -hmm. but I think that you need, to, in the end, it's about getting the necessary information and uh, establish the necessary monitoring, as you as you said, right? I think it's key to understand what is what is the process on their side, what are the intentions, how do how do they affect you? I think that's gonna be key, absolutely. And sometimes then, depending on the situation, you also have to act fast to yeah. remain in a good or strong yeah. position. What does that exactly mean? Acting fast is, is what I uh, before tried to, to touch on a little bit. I think it's acting fast is crucial, right? So so first understand and, and then then uh, act act on it. And acting fast would be from my for, from my perspective if you just say like, okay, I've seen that this is gonna create problems for us. We can't any longer deliver, or we say like we ask for payment now, we've delivered something, that's payment terms ninety days, sixty, ninety days. Yeah. Uh, you've uh, uh you've uh, now received the message, okay, they are uh, they, they are going into a liquidation process. Uh, uh maybe we need to accelerate. So we ask for that. Maybe it, it doesn't help uh, uh because it creates then it forces them uh, then in, them into go uh, going into a forced liquidation which is probably also not in your interest right mm -hmm. so i think you need to understand but i think it it's once you have the information you need to properly assess uh it's in the end also a risk return judgment to a certain extent right sure. uh, and then you need to take action on it and that's that's acting fast i don't know I, I changing your payment terms probably ask for immediate payment or, or just uh, depending on this situation how you understand it right yeah and at the same time, this could also be a chance, an opportunity Absolutely. for you. Yeah. You could potentially even buy a patent or buy the whole company uh, if it makes a strategic sense. Absolutely. Have it's you ever seen that? Yeah, we've 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 seen that if it's if it's a crucial, uh, for example, if it's uh, how you say, uh, it's probably more if you look at it. No, it could be both, right? So it's it's, it's vertical integration, upwards or downwards, for mm -hmm. example, right? If you if if it's a supplier who faces that situation, it may be a material supplier for you, right? Right. So you, uh, if that supplier goes 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 bankrupt, you may it may create significant problems for you. So it may very well be a good decision to uh, to integrate that, right? To 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 acquire the company, you may be even able to kind of uh, do it there for a very reasonable price, right? Uh, but it may very well make sense because you want to uh, ensure your uh, 
your supply in the end you are you 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 able you able to uh, you, you you have to your constant supply in the end right so that's an option if you think that's that's more of uh, going a uh, going a I think upside right vertical mm-hmm. integration if you think about downside yeah it may may also make sense right if uh, if you have that uh, that distributor for example who has certain uh, certain key client connections right uh, yeah, it, absolutely we've seen that we've seen it as well absolutely I think that's quite a twist from the beginning with the first <laughs> question from it's also negative it's like a failure. To now, hey, this could actually also be a huge opportunity for your company. Absolutely, that's absolutely. quite a twist that I enjoy. <laughs> absolutely, me, me too. And I think it's 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 important to get the misconceptions right, as you said, as as we we were trying to discuss or trying to discuss in the beginning, right? It's it's not just a bad thing. It may be an opportunity. Uh, it just requires, and I think I'm just repeating myself again and again. It requires proper planning. Uh, uh, communication uh, as with everything else as well where you want to be uh, successful in the end. Exactly. So I think that's a wrap in terms of the processes on both sides. Do you have any last tips or anything else that you want to add to this conversation? <laughs> not not really. I'm, re- I'm really repeating I think just key things I said before. It's, it's uh, and just because I think these are the key things is uh, it's about proper planning. Mm-hmm. To ensure success, right? It's uh, and there are various dimensions, and and, and we've we've dis- discussed uh, this. This is, I think, one of the uh, one of the key things uh, uh, key things to be successful with with an auto liquidation. I think it's really and and the second one uh, I mentioned as well is don't shy away from from uh, getting external support. I think uh, uh, this is not the topic that most and if I if I remain in more the startup scene, right? Most of the founders are are aware of it it's something they they have something different in mind that this is right right uh, it's about uh, growing your business it's not about uh, you shouldn't think about liquidation if you start your business right that's that's a mindset thing in sure. the end but get external advice because it it could also it's in your interest in the end it's it's from a value preservation perspective key really valuable inputs thank you so much for sharing those before we wrap up the episode i have some rapid fire questions for you so I either give you a selection, an option to choose from, or a quick question, and you have to answer in one sentence. You ready? Good. I'm ready. How many hours of sleep did you get last night? I got decent hours of sleep. This is not because of uh, because of a typical founder uh, uh, kind of thing that I work the crazy hours like a founder, but I have little kicks. So I'm very yeah. pleased that I got a decent amount of sleep. Well, that's cool. I, I'm sure that's uh, probably a rare opportunity to enjoy. <laughs> Liquidating or founding? Uh, founding, because liquidating, I wouldn't say it's my daily job, but it's part of my job. And I, mm-hmm. I just believe founding is kind of a big adventure. Uh, I'm familiar with all the stamina it needs, but found, it sounds, it sounds I haven't done it. Not like you, but uh, it sounds very adventurous and uh, yeah, definitely founding. Where do you go to think? I typically go outside either for a walk or run. It just allows me to, it doesn't create a lot of focus to run. So it allows you to just uh, have your thoughts somewhere else. Uh, It's quiet, you're not interrupted. Perfect. Liquidation preference, yes or no? A clear yes, uh, because I think uh, it just gets the incentives right and uh, it's the right signal. And the last one for you today, Fabian, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? I would say... 
try as many things as you can. Try them uh, both uh, uh, in your private life as well as professionally, because you just uh, it everything gets a bit more complicated, a bit more difficult the older you get. Not just because of age, but uh, in particular because of probably family life. So try out as many things as you can. I think that's crucial. I think that's a great way to end today's episode. Thank you so much for your valuable tips and all the best with whatever you're working on in the future. Thanks, Silvan. Thanks for having me here. Great pleasure.